family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, Ford and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm your host, Rick Strong, president of Paradigm Security Services, and welcome to Case in Point, presented by a same Paradigm Security Services. We're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X and are coming to you once again from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel in Duluth, Georgia. If you would, for those of you on these podcasts, please hit that subscribe button and let me know that you're there. We would really appreciate it. And each week we plan to feature businesses in the Atlanta area and people that work in those businesses and have their own businesses, especially that serve Gwinnett County. While all businesses have security concerns, not all are about physical security, and we'll touch on that in all related aspects of security through the course of each show. Our guest today, I'm very happy to have Mr. Bob Hastings. He is president of SETSI, which is the Southeast Transportation Security Council, and also president owner of Hastings Investigations and Consulting. Thanks for being here, Bob. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Um, I like to always start out with a little bit about the guest. So who exactly is Bob Hastings? Well, Bob Hastings is uh, uh, now in the private investigative world. I began my career back in 85 with the uh, Georgia Bourbon Investigation, primarily working narcotics uh, throughout my career. And then uh, transitioned, transitioned back in 2002 over into the private sector. Uh, primarily focusing on cargo theft um, investigations. Also became a member from day one with the Southeast uh, Transportation Security Council, which was formed back back in 2002, as a matter of fact, from both the law enforcement sector and also the corporate sector, uh, trying to combat the problems around the Southeast with uh, transportation and security as far as cargo theft issues. Where are you from? Uh, I currently reside in Loganville, Georgia, which is actually in Walton County. Part, Where is part, Loganville? Yeah, part of it is in, in, the, in the Gwinnett side, but uh, I actually live in the Walton County side. Well, let me ask you this. You know, SETSI, uh, Southeast Secure, Transportation Security Council, and I'll just refer to it as SETSI from here out. But what is SETSI, and what's its mission statement? Well, again, uh, Southeast uh, Setsing is basically an organization. We're more of a nonprofit, which uh, is um, made up of law enforcement, uh, both federal, state, and local uh, membership. And then we also have the corporate sector membership, which is mostly logistics, uh, warehousing, uh, trucking companies, uh, also insurance companies uh, that insure, you know, various trucking companies and cargo and so forth. Um, 
Our mission statement basically is to, it's more of an information uh, sharing uh, organization. We, we meet once a month. Um, we have over the last 18 years, the third Wednesday of every month at a certain, uh, either a corporate location or a law enforcement agency. Uh, we basically uh, sit there and go through uh, all the cargo theft uh, intelligence uh, around the metro area, you know, metro Atlanta area, and also across the southeast. We you know, there are other councils, uh, cargo security councils out there, uh, but um, we primarily uh, service Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. Uh, we also kind of handle Florida. Uh, so uh, that's what uh, we discuss uh, each and every meeting. We, we basically have, uh, like I say, uh, mostly law enforcement. Uh, mostly now it's mostly from the, from the local level, um, and we discuss what's going on with these thefts and, uh, you know, recoveries, uh, which is some focus as well uh, with our council. So it's just uh, it's, it's basically getting the information out uh, amongst our uh, membership and, uh, you know, trying to combat the problem. Well, I know we've been privileged to uh, broadcast that meeting from uh, our offices Correct. the last couple of three months. And, you know, we really like being there right on top of it, knowing what's going on with these cargo thefts. Because I know in the police world that I came from, uh, it, it's a big deal. And uh, it's, there's a lot of money taken in it and merchandise taken. It's money from the merchandise. Sure. A lot of that stuff going on throughout the throughout the United States and the Southeast, especially with Atlanta being such a hub, it is really really big here. It is, and we have so many of these warehouse distribution uh, logistics places on the South Side, as well as some up here like Mitsubishi and stuff Correct. like that. Right. But there are so many of them, especially right. on that South Side. Yeah. Uh, I think unfortunately the uh, GBI just. Uh, recently disbanded their task force so it's primarily the information y'all get out and then the individual jurisdictions that is correct um, 2000 I believe was back in 2010 um, the GBI uh, formed a basically a cargo theft unit but it was called the major theft unit uh, which uh, was in existence all the way up until last week um, they disbanded the the unit uh, unfortunately, and you know, we we as a private uh, we in the private sector, um, it was always good to have a go-to for as the you know a statewide cargo theft task force. A lot of resources. Uh, a lot of resources there. Uh, now uh, our challenge is going to be uh, having to go to each individual agency, uh, which I've already I'm already experiencing that. Um, you know, around Metro Atlanta, you've got to get uh, the local uh, agencies more involved, you know, with the Atlanta Police Department I've been working with. I've been working with the uh, Henry County Police Department, uh, DeKalb County I've been working with, uh, especially here recently with a lot of the, um, the thefts that we're having in the metro area. Uh, we're also um, seeing a, a big flux in thefts down in the Savannah, uh, Chatham County, Garden City, uh, Port Wentworth area here here of late as well. And um, all that port activity. Yeah, the port activity uh, usually uh, trucks in, coming from it. It's mostly uh, there's there's not a whole lot of problem 
that's made aware as far as the thefts inside the port. It's right. mostly uh, either freight waiting to go into the port, sitting at a drayage yard, or it's it's a cargo that's already come out of the port sitting in a drayage yard, waiting, either waiting to go on the rail or waiting to be delivered to Atlanta or other parts. Transfer that, uh, points. Yeah. So that's where our problems are um, in the metro area. Uh, and, yes, the like I say, the GBI Major Theft Unit uh, initially – I know at some point, uh, I believe there were up, upwards of eight, eight agents, uh, even had a couple detached from the U.S. Marshals back uh, several years back. And then, uh, like I say, I don't know, I believe it's due to funding. Yeah, finances. Uh, finances that uh, uh, just recently, like I say, um, uh, caused this uh, unit to be disbanded. And uh, so, you know, we're going to do our best, uh, at least from the Southeast uh, Transportation Security Council point of view, and also my own uh, my own business is, you know, like I say, the Hastings Investigation and Consulting is strictly cargo theft. I don't do any other type of work other than cargo theft. Um, and so it's going to be a challenge, but uh, we'll try to do our best as far as, uh, you know, working with the locals and trying to get with more, uh, working more with the uh, the assistant DAs around uh, the metro area as well. Well, I think it's uh, the more footwork you put into this now that the uh, GBI has ceased that uh, unit is going to be more cooperation developed. And I think it will develop over time as the local agencies begin to interact more with uh, SETSI and with uh, Hastings and get it all set up to where the more that you work and the more they see the need since they've lost a pretty valuable element of it right is to become more 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 available as a research uh and you know to get information out of it and more cooperation yeah we we at setsy do disseminate uh bolos uh be on the lookout or cargo theft alerts per se we also have a strong partnership uh, which i'll give them uh a, a plug a national plug is the cargo net uh cargo net is mm-hmm. Uh, a big uh, they keep track of just about all cargo thefts across the United States and uh, they work uh, they've got several analysts that I work with uh, and they do in fact uh, work well with law enforcement Uh, you know they're on the phone daily uh, taking in reports from all over the country and uh, so they're a valuable asset to myself uh, and the industry as well but uh, we also like I say we have we need the regional presence, um, the more localized presence of meetings and getting together and you know and sharing this information, and that's my that's been my uh, goal with Setsi is to try to do that, um, as well as trying to work with other regional cargo councils across the country, uh, which there are seven, uh, including us. So, well, cargo theft trends and statistics in Georgia. In Georgia, according to that, Georgia's been consistently in the top five across the U.S. So with that, I would like to discuss the Georgia cargo theft statute, uh, how it relates to it, the importance of educating law enforcement district attorneys. Because some are aware that this statute even exists and that it has different thresholds. It does. uh, And and to your point, Rick, as far as cargo theft uh, in in the state of Georgia, you know, the stats, uh, uh, t- 
tend to tell us that uh, Georgia is usually in the top five. Um, you usually have the, the Californias, the Floridas, the Texases. Illinois is a, is a big state as well, but Georgia is uh, always has been in the top five for our stats, and I probably you know I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, due to the hub, due to you know things coming from Memphis down into Atlanta, down down into Florida. So yes, uh, but far as the cargo theft statute, uh, back and I don't remember the exact date that this statute was was put in place, uh, but I know that John Cannon, who was the uh, special agent in charge of the major theft unit. Um, really uh, started getting this together and meeting with the with the state uh, as far as uh, lieutenant now lieutenant governor uh, Jeff Duncan was instrumental in getting this uh, the statute passed uh, it does have different uh, thresholds uh, based on uh, dollar amounts uh, you know of the cargo that's being stolen um, obviously more the more valuable the cargo the the, the stiffer the sentence um, and uh, what I've been seeing um, here of late, and, and it probably goes back into several years, but uh, trying to get um, the local agencies, uh, educating the local law enforcement agencies on this statute. Uh, a lot of a lot of them, a lot of the detectives did not know about this statute, uh, and some of the district attorneys, uh, the assistant DAs around uh, the state of Georgia, uh, are not familiar with this statute. But it does exist, and it does. Uh, in my book, it's better statute than just charging somebody with theft by receiving. Um, and uh, we're starting to see some cases being prosecuted uh, under the statute here recently. In fact, uh, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about this case that I worked or I've been working on uh, with the Atlanta Police Department, which they did in fact charge uh, the individual or suspect uh, a week or so ago with w under this uh, same statute. So. Well, since you brought it up, why don't we go ahead and talk about that uh, case that just came. You know, it's been on the news lately, and it seems like most people kind of miss this type of stuff. And, and Yeah, and this is another objective of mine. I'd like to get, you know, the cargo theft. Uh, higher on priority. <laughs> Trying to get it more visibility, I guess. Uh, but the um, just recently, um, within the last couple of weeks, uh, I'm working on several thefts around the Conley, Georgia area. And uh, basically what happened is uh, uh, we had a, a live situation basically where we were able to uh, identify a location where a stolen trailer was being offloaded um, in the middle of the afternoon and uh, was able to uh, seek some assistance from the APD FIT team, Zone 3, uh, who fortunately arrived on the scene uh, in time uh, while they were transloading some of the cargo from a stolen trailer into uh, basically several vehicles but uh, they arrived on scene and were able to arrest uh, this one particular suspect whose name has been on the news his name was Kelvin Smith uh, Mr. Smith uh, and this kind of goes back uh, back to the GBI major theft unit uh, back several back in the early part of the year, I guess it was around January or February. I don't remember the exact date, but I know uh, uh, there was a load of beer stolen in Metro Atlanta, and uh, one of the um, special agents, uh, Mr. Graham Rusk, was instrumental in working that case. And in fact, it just recently had indicted 
uh, Mr. Smith on that uh, federal case in, in federal court on that beer theft, and it turns out it was Mr. Smith that was in uh, involved in this incident uh, and was arrested by Atlanta police, leaving the scene with stolen cargo in the back of his uh, pickup truck. So yes, it did. It did make a little bit. It, it did make uh, some local uh, TV news, um, and uh, but these are the kind of things that uh, you know that. Uh, I think the value of that particular trailer load of uh, product was uh, it was uh, hardware, uh, particular hardware distribution uh, load, but it was uh, valued in upwards of one hundred eighty thousand um, uh, dollars. And so, but uh, yes, so that's uh, that that case right there, Atlanta PD. The uh, I was able to advise uh, one of the, the detectives from Atlanta. Uh, PD Zone 3, that this statute does exist, uh, and based on that, uh, my understanding is he has been charged under the 16822 cargo theft statute. Fantastic. I know having worked many years ago with uh, the Zone 5 FIT team, when we first basically got it going and got it rolling, that the FIT teams have a, a an extremely active participation in getting out there and finding stuff, so you know, kudos to the Zone 315. Absolutely. And uh, um, it just shows that cooperation between law enforcement and it, private sector. It, yes, uh, and it's it's going to be even more uh, of, you know, we're going to need that even more now moving forward. But, uh, yes, and, and and again, it's, it, it's, it, it's back to that information sharing and networking that made this possible because of the uh, detective that I've been working with on another – uh, pretty good sized case in metro atlanta involving some cigarette robberies uh, from some uh, delivery points across uh, metro atlanta over the last 10 months i was able to get in touch with that particular detective who was able to contact the zone three major who who made this happen so Fantastic. i am i'm greatly appreciative of, of of their assistance well i know you've got a lot of experience in this area having basically worked car thefts for the last 15 years what would you estimate your cases have been, and and I guess what was the primary type of cases you're working right now, if there is one? Well, um, what we're seeing in the industry is this. Um, the Metro Atlanta cases are mostly uh, the suspects are domiciled in, in the metro area. Um, what we're seeing uh, primarily in Metro Atlanta is a lot of pilferage thefts, what I mean by that is uh, trailers are being uh, either parked in unsecured locations or for some folks, they think some of these truck lots uh, that they, excuse me, that they call uh, secured truck lots, they're really not secure. But uh, what we're seeing is, is, is cargo being taken off the back of, of these trucks and then loaded onto, you know, box trucks and that kind of thing. That's, that's what we're seeing in Metro. Um, when you go further south, uh, to Savannah and that area near the port, we're seeing um, uh, more of an organized group or groups. Uh, a, lot, a lot of the activity down there is more high value. Uh, and recently, we just had a um, there was a theft down there of, of some Ralph Lauren apparel, over two point two million dollars. Um, in that case, is still active. Uh, but that was a lot of a lot of merchandise, and there's also been a couple that's come through in the last week or two that uh, 
that the containers ended up in South Florida. And so, I mean, it's more of your organized uh, South Florida uh, groups that are targeting some of these port areas. Uh, but they're, those, those type thefts are more high value. They're not, not your typical uh, load of, uh, say, cereal or some kind of home goods or, or, you know, or, or dry goods or food. It's more, they're more targeting some, some higher value car, uh, cargo electronics and that kind of thing. Well, I know you've worked probably over 1,500 cases since you've been doing this, at least. But let's discuss some of the current case studies in the private sector and law enforcement that where they work together in solving and prosecuting cargo thefts other than what we've already done. I know current, uh, you mentioned the one about the cigarette robberies, and that's a great example. Yeah, that's an awesome case. Uh, it's been... Uh, a lot of it started last year, um, back in uh, 19, probably September, October. There, there are many, there are many uh, distributors of cigarettes and, and you know, a product that go to these convenience stores and your your Murphy USA's uh, out there. You know, your gas stations, uh, all those have cigarettes. Um, and there are multiple companies that transport or you know that. Uh, delivered to these locations uh, but what we saw back in october last year uh, we had uh, a crew that was basically tailing the delivery company from the warehouse to their stops uh, they make multiple stops on you know these local deliveries and uh, so basically what happened is is they started targeting those and and basically they started out as uh, just kind of a, I'll call it a strong arm robbery, uh, and then it kind of uh, escalated to arm robberies. But we've had uh, primarily three victims, um, which I'll keep the victims out uh, as, far as, uh, as far as this interview goes, but uh, the three primary victims and upwards of, I think my last figure I, I believe was upwards of about 200 and. Fifty something thousand dollars in cigarettes, um, uh, being the last basic incident uh, that really kind of brought this case to light was in back in uh, May of uh, this year in Cobb County, where um, they hit uh, one load in in uh, Cobb County and then they hit another in Hapeville, basically within a couple hours apart. And they did use they did display handguns uh, in those incidents. Um, Fortunately, in that case, it's uh, the case is still uh, in the hands of multiple agencies: Cobb County, Atlanta PD, Hapeville, College Park. Uh, we've even uh, discussed this case and had we've had multiple meetings with uh, GBI, uh, Major Theft at the time, and then also with the ATF and and this there's so many different uh, agencies in, that basically have come together and assisted. But I believe. Uh, uh, where this case stands right now, we've got uh, upwards of 10 uh, to 11 suspects identified. Uh, but, you know, with the courts being, you know, with no grand juries and that kind of thing going on, um, the case is basically in the hands of, of the Cobb County DA's office and also the Fulton County DA's office. We're just kind of waiting right now as um, far as when when some arrests will be made. That's it's, it's kind of where we're at now. Um, we did have one additional incident um, 
uh, kind of isolated. This happened, uh, I'd say, about about a month ago now, uh, where they got uh, where they hit uh, with three suspects with a handgun up in Cobb County, and we think it's probably part of the same uh, organized uh, group that's been doing a lot of these uh, over the last, you know, now almost a year. Wow. Well, I can tell you, you know, education, information, training, and all that to, for law enforcement. But from my end of it, from the private uh, end of it, or the public end of it, you know, for private security, uh, has Setsi thought about doing anything? And you may not have, but maybe planting the seed here. Thought about doing anything to where you can help conduct some training and some informational type st- situational awareness situa- where they can look at it and everything with companies like Paradigm where you can come in and talk to our officers, especially the ones that work around Mitsubishi or our, yeah. our multiple patrols that we have out there when they can kind of help them out a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point, Rick. Uh, let me go back a little bit for Setsi. Uh, before the uh, pandemic hit, um, probably last year, years in the past what we normally try to do what what i have done and uh some of our board members uh, we have put together training classes uh in what i refer to as hot spots uh where we're having a an increase in in thefts uh we've done uh, i believe three um cargo theft training classes down in savannah um I know uh, probably three, four years ago we did one. We had a, an excess of 80 to 90 uh, people. We had, you know, a mixture of law enforcement and the, and the corporate sector. And that's what we did. Our, our, our basic curriculum was, okay, we'll have, uh, say we'll have the GBI Major Theft Unit do a segment on this Cargo Theft 101. Uh, we'll have something on physical security. We uh, have something on internal theft. Uh, we may have a, a trucking company uh, director of, of a trucking company security that uh, comes in and talks about internal theft. How do we, you know, what are we seeing on, on the internal side? Uh, and then, um, so yes, we have done that, and we're still doing that. We just hadn't been able to do it due, to the, due to the due to the pandemic. Yeah, uh, that has created a problem for we, all of us, I guess. We were going to we were going to do two. We're trying to do two a year. Uh, we've done them in Savannah. We've done them in uh, Florence, South Carolina. We've done them in Columbia, uh, South Carolina. We've done them in Alabama. Um, and again, it's a good educational process for for uh, some of the local agencies that that don't work this on a day to day basis. Well, maybe that's something that uh, we can make use of Paradigm's training facility. Absolutely, uh, to put you all together. And I'd like to see Gwinnett County uh, PD. Uh, some get some of this information. I'd love to have my paradigm officers uh, get more information on what to look for, how to relate to doing it, and then you know build on that cooperation between the public and si- private sector with uh, Gwinnett County PD and Paradigm and other security agencies. That would be fantastic. Um, and for, as far as uh, Gwinnett County, uh, there is there is one detective. On, don't his name slips me, but. He has. Uh, we did have a couple of the cigarette robberies in Gwinnett. They were my, they were, as far as uh, amounts and that kind of thing, were minute. They were not not very. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of product uh, or cigarettes being taken, but there were a couple armed robberies. They have been involved in that particular case. Um, I'm not seeing a lot, uh, or at least this, you know, 
the information is not flowing uh, into the cargo theft uh, arena per se from Gwinnett County because I haven't really mm-hmm. seen any um, any thefts of late. I know I, I worked one case up in Gwinnett uh, involving a wood chipper that was uh, on a flatbed trailer that was stolen that uh, basically was you know off off a truck lot. But other than that, I'm just not seeing a lot of, uh, and it may be we're just not getting. The information is not flowing. Like, well, like you know, you got 85 running through here, which is, you know, yeah. right into the main hub, which is from north and south. So maybe just something matter of understanding what to yeah. look for and what to observe. And That's true. And, and uh, you know, Gwinnett County uh, PD, they, they've got some great detectives up there as well. Uh, so I just, um, you know, that would be ideal if we could, you know, uh, get their, uh, their involvement in some of this as well. Uh, I know that. The industry's really, um, as far as the transportation, warehousing, distribution center, uh, especially up in the Jefferson, Brasdon area, is yep. really, really grown. Um, well, sounds good. You know, there are um, several, you have several type of uh, SETSI members, and, you know, kind of describe who they are, and how would you, would one of these people go about joining SETSI? Yeah, as far as the the corporate membership, uh, uh, like I say, we're back to um, we'll have uh, investigators from a lot of the major insurance companies. You know, uh, we travelers uh, insurance they've got they've got a unit that specifically works cargo theft uh, or handles cargo theft cases for the insurance side because they insure a lot of smaller trucking companies across the country. Uh, that's one type. Uh, basically, you have uh, some of your supply chain, uh, DHL uh, supply chain. Uh, you got, uh, you know, your your LTL, your less than truckload carriers uh, like Old Dominion, um, a- uh, Averitt. Uh, you've got Psy um, uh, Motor Freight. A lot of those companies, and then you have, like I say, the warehousing. Um, which what I would like to see more of is, is from the warehousing point of view, something like uh, Post Serial or, you know, some of these, some of these companies down, in, you know, near the, near the airport area, get them more involved. Uh, basically, we have a website, um, and the way our membership works um, is you, um, depending on how many members each company has, uh, we're charging. You, we used to charge two hundred and fifty a year just to be a member. That's not on the, bad on the corporate side. Um, we're trying to come up with some additional marketing uh, uh, avenues to try and increase the membership. But uh, and I'd remind everybody this is a nonprofit thing, so it it's is. a matter of yeah. this is operational. Correct. Um, so yes, I mean you know. Um, I'm trying to think is you know that's that's pretty much on the corporate member side it's 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 going to be something related to shipping or you know uh, or distribution uh, you know that kind of thing and, and the trucking side of, of the world but uh, but the insurance industry and then I'll go one step for the the uh, trends that were some additional trends uh, in, in the freight world you uh, You've got brokers. You got freight brokers, and the freight brokers out there, uh, they basically 
they may have a shipper, say, for example, Coca-Cola. May want they, They've assigned them to the freight broker to – it's up to them to assign the loads to a particular carrier, and those carriers have to be vetted. Uh, you know, you've got insurance issues. You've got the certificate of insurance. You've got all those that come into that freight broker that they keep track of, and then they want to, you know, uh, assign these loads to these, these carriers. Now, the freight brokerage business, um, which I'm working a, a – theft right now uh, for a broker in Metro Atlanta um, who assigned a load to go uh, from point A to point B uh, but the cargo is is it's bags it's plastic bags but we have a driver that's gone rogue um, so you got an issue there so uh, but you also have a lot of uh, fraud within the brokerage business uh, a lot of these brokers, what they'll do, they'll when they give you, uh, say, I'm trucking company A, and I've got ten trucks, and I've got five drivers, or you know, say five trucks or five drivers. Um, usually, what they'll do, they'll give you a cash advance off of a T check or a com check. We've seen in the past where they'll these drivers or these companies sometimes will take that T check, get the cash, and won't deliver the load. Then they're holding it mm-hmm. hostage, or those, those type things are. And then there's fraud out there. Uh, it's easy to take the identity of another trucking company. We're seeing that more on the organized cargo theft route as far as high-value loads. You know, you know, all these loads are posted on load boards. You know, truckstop.com, uh, DAT360. There, there's, a, there's a number of these load boards that trucking companies are monitoring throughout these truck stops trying to get loads, you know, trying to get them back to So they town. make calls and say, we'll take that one? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, you may be, you already may be a set-up member or a uh, carrier, per se, with that particular broker. And then sometimes you got to send in a carrier packet, which requires, like I say, all kinds of information, uh, certificate of insurance. you got to have the proper insurance coverage to, you know, in case you do have a cargo loss. Uh, But in that process, the brokerage business is seeing fraud they have i mean well, anytime people, you have people can of, assume the identity of another carrier say, anytime you have anything that has to be verified and documented yes. that's always yeah. the, there's an ability to counterfeit there's the always a loophole somewhere um and i've i've worked uh, a number of thefts that involved the identity of you know, where another carrier's identity was taken and they just disappeared with a load we've had a lot of that we've actually had a couple here in atlanta uh but those were mostly organized groups out of South Florida that, that were involved. Well, um, as far as upcoming meetings, I know you've got uh, one coming up. But if, and are there any training events? Again, I know we're still in the COVID stuff. But if somebody wanted to, I know you do a, a Zoom meeting for a lot of your meetings right now. If somebody out here in one of these sectors wanted to participate and learn about it and maybe participate in that, how would they go about contacting you, getting information in order to participate in that, or is that a possibility? What we're trying to do, uh, far as the Southeast uh, Transportation Security Council is, um, been wanting to post these meetings. Uh, but what right now, what's happening is only the members are seeing these posts. Um, there, we need we need to find a better way to get the the meetings. Uh, you know, far as the uh, the agenda and all that out to uh, other law enforcement and that kind of thing so we get a better turnout. Yes, it's been tough uh, 
far as the uh, in-person meetings. Um, so, um, you know, social media is one thing that we've been trying to do more of as far as Facebook and that kind of thing. Those are all things in the works right now with, with this council moving forward. Um, and I'm up for any suggestions that anybody has as far as trying to, trying to get the word out a little more as uh, far as, uh, you know, the Zoom meetings and also um, our in-person meetings. Like I say, we've, we're very appreciative of, of Paradigm and yourself and Tim and everybody there. Um, but we do need to come up with a better solution and a better uh, method of getting our meeting announcements out, per se. Uh, like I say, they mostly go to we've already got a distribution list of members uh, within within our council that it goes to. Um, so we need to get it out to potentially other members that are, are possibly new members that, uh, you know, and then the law enforcement sector too, so. Well, I know you're working on that with several private individuals to try Correct. and get information out. I know the current challenges for SETSI and, and working with cargo thefts from the private sector has been a challenge because you haven't had full law enforcement attention over the past six months. No, it has been tough. Um, you know, and again, I think it, uh, I think it all starts with the awareness, um, you know, what's going on out there. I mean, I, I we all know that uh, theft, cargo theft, and any type of thefts or property crimes, they are somewhat taking a little less precedent over, you know, more violent crime and that kind of thing. Um, but I've, I've, I'm going to make it uh, my mission through this council and myself uh, without the, now that we do not have the cargo theft task force any longer of trying to get uh, more locals on board, uh, the more local agencies on board and at least into a distribution list of, uh, you know, of current intel, uh, making sure that they're aware um, uh, because this is the only way we're going to be able to combat it. Well, last thing, if somebody wants to help out, wants to give you information, uh, wants to find out more information about SETSI, um, any of those things, or has something, that, you know, some advice that they might be able to help you in getting your message out or anything, how would they get a hold of Bob Hastings or SETSI? Well, the best thing is uh, I'll, make, I'll go out and, my telephone number, uh, 24-7, uh, is our area code 678-863-6715. Would you repeat that, please? Uh, area code 678-863-6715. Uh, or my email, which is uh, I, uh, is Indian, N is in Nancy, V is in Victor, Bob, B-O-B, at bellsouth.net. Investigator Bob at bellsouth.net. That's, that's that correct. Uh, so... That's that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Well, Bob, it's been a pleasure. I could I could spend about another half hour talking to you about this stuff, but um, I've I've already run over. But you know, hey, that's what this life's about. I get I get the time I need. But I do want to tell you I appreciate it, and thank you for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. And remember, you can join us live every Wednesday at eleven thirty in the morning. Or you can listen to this show and any show in our podcast archive anytime you want by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on, of course, Case in Point. 
be sure and hit that subscribe button so that we know you're there and join us next week at 11:30 when we will talk with business leaders in fact i believe that's if things hold right i think that's going to be your chief of police in gwinnett county uh mr brett west but um the, you can talk to business leaders and businesses related to security issues in today's world besides that thanks again to my guest bob hastings with setsing and with uh, Hastings Investigations and Consulting. And for my producer, Mike, and Miss Amanda over there in the corner, I'm Rick Strawn. And remember, at Paradigm Security Services, we cover more than just your assets.